this is our final section on practice with substitution by hand. We have the integral e to the 3x over the square root of e to the 3x plus 5 dx. Now they're getting more and more complicated. Um, the e to the 3x usually suggests that we should make u equal to 3x, right? That's what we've been doing all along. If you make u equal to 3x, don't write this, just watch. Then we have e to the u over square root e to the u again plus 5. And then the du, though, also, if u equals 3x, that's okay because du is in there, right? If u equals 3x, du is 3dx. So we're okay with that. We don't need an x or anything up here. But do we know how to integrate e to the u over the square root of e to the u plus 5? I don't really have a formula for that that I know of off the top of my head. Do you? So I don't think this is the right u choice to make because it hasn't simplified my integral down enough to a form that I already know how to integrate. So I have to go back to the drawing board and try something else. And this happens a lot with integration. That's why it helps to look at it as if it's a puzzle to be solved. And then it's not so upsetting when the first try doesn't work. e to the 3x over square root e to the 3x plus 5. That said, about it being a puzzle, there are some ways you can help yourself out. When you have something inside a square root, especially right now at this point in your calculus career, the square root of something more complicated than just x is often going to suggest to you, try making everything inside the square root equal to u. Because the more you can make equal to u, then the easier it's going to be to evaluate an integral of a square root. Plus, it's a square root in the bottom. Although that's not so bad, right? Because that just means a negative exponent. So I want to make u equal to e to the 3x plus 5, maybe. And the nice thing about the plus 5 is that doesn't affect us when we differentiate, right? Plus 5, a constant, its derivative is 0. So that's nice, because then all I have to worry about is the derivative of e to the 3x. So if I let u equal e to the 3x plus 5, then I need to see, is my du in there also? And you might realize, oh, with a quick look, that du is in the numerator. The derivative of e to the 3x is 3e to the 3x plus 0 dx for my du. I don't have the 3 in the numerator, but I do have the e to the 3x conveniently placed up there for me and the dx there. So it works out if I let u equal the thing inside the square root, the inside function, then du is in the numerator with dx, except for the 1 third, and I'll deal with that right now. So I let u equal e to the 3x plus 5. This you can write if you haven't already. And when you do that, without looking up, write du. It's, hel- it's helpful to practice that. du is 3e to the 3x dx. I don't have that. I have 1e to the 3x dx. So I'm going to underline what I do have in the integral. What you do have in the integral is what you solve for in terms of du. So I solve for e to the 3x dx equals du over 3, or 1 third du. So in place of e to the 3x dx in the original integral, I put 1 third du. Then I have 
the e to the 3x went away. That was part of my du now. And I have 1 over the square root of u. So I have 1 third, the integral 1 over the square root of u, du. I rewrite that in a form that I can integrate. This is u to the r, where r is negative 1 half. So I can use the first generalized rule, the generalized power rule. And I get 1 third. Then I'm going to leave a little space for my coefficient. Then I have u to the negative 1 half plus 1. I'm going to write this one. Plus 1 is plus 2 halves. So I have negative 1 half plus a positive 2 halves is going to be a positive 1 half. I'm going to have a plus c. When this is positive 1 half, I'm going to multiply by its reciprocal, positive 2 over 1. So I'm going to have 1 third times 2, which is 2 thirds, u to the 1 half plus c. I replace u with my original substitution. This time it's in the numerator because it's a positive 1 half power. So positive square, um, sorry, square root in the numerator, e to the 3x plus 5 inside the square root. That's my inner function that I let u equal. Then I still have plus c. So actually, this is another one where the integral is simpler after it's evaluated than the original integral was before I integrated. 2 thirds square root e to the 3x plus 5 plus c on the outside. Okay, moving on, I've got the integral of the natural log of 6t over t dt. Looking a little different, right? How do I deal with this? I have to think about what can I make First of all, I'm sorry, I jumped ahead because of the section I'm in. Supposing you're just on a test and you're just given a bunch of integrals to evaluate, or you're in life and you have some integral to evaluate. Um, If you're doing this by hand, the first question is, can I do this just with a regular, straight, going backwards technique? First of all, I don't know the integral for the log of 6t, or even we haven't done the integral of log x dx yet. We're going to use our calculators to evaluate this at the end of this section. But we don't have a formula for the integral of log x dx because I don't know what function you differentiate and get log x as an answer. So unfortunately, it's going to be difficult to integrate log x dx. So a lot of times, you're going to come across an integral where you don't know how to integrate the function inside or part of it. And then that's often a good indication that that's going to be your substitution. Because if you don't know the integral, let's try to just call it u so that we can integrate. So I don't know what the integral of log 6t is. I'm going to call it u and see if the natural log part takes care of itself. Now, what's the thing about the substitution, though? If I don't know an integral, sure, I can call it u and say u is log 6t. But that's only good if what? That only helps me if du is also in the integral. So I need du to be in the integral in order to be able to make this substitution of u equals log 6t. Is du in the integral? I don't know. Let's try it. If u equals the log of 6t, now I have to go backwards. I'm no longer integrating. I'm going to differentiate u with respect to t this time. What's the derivative of log of 6t? The derivative of log u is 1 over u times 
du dx, in this case du dt. The derivative of 6t is 6, so I write 6 dt here. The 6's cancel, so what I need in the integral is 1 over 2 dt, and that if I have that, then I'll replace that with du. So I do have 1 over t dt. It's, again, conveniently placed in the denominator. There's a t there. So I'm able to replace 1 over t dt directly with du. So I have du replacing 1 over t dt, and then I have u replacing log 6t. So now all I have to do, actually, is integrate u du. That's pretty straightforward, right? The, The integral of u du is u squared over 2 plus c. Now I substitute back in for u. That's natural log of 6t. Parentheses squared. Or you could write natural log squared of 6t, but um, leave it as parentheses over 2. We do that more for trig functions, not for logs so much. So we have parentheses log of 6t squared over 2 plus c, and it's really tempting to divide that 2 into that 6, right, and say log of 3t. There are two reasons why we can't do that. First of all, it's inside a square, right, so it's not really, uh, even if it were just 6 in there, it would be squared. Second of all, it's in there with the t as part of the log function. So the log function of 6t over outweighs the fact that you're dividing the whole thing afterward by 2. So we can't get in there and divide that 2 in there. This is actually how you leave your answer. The square of log 6t over 2 plus c. All right, our next example I'm going to have to make some room for. There we go. The integral of x cubed plus 1 over x to the fourth plus 4x. So in the numerator, I've got x cubed plus 1. In the denominator, I've got x to the fourth plus 4x, and then dx. Now, you might start to notice a pattern here. The more difficult thing to deal with when we're integrating, first of all, is the thing in the denominator. Usually, that wasn't the case for the last example because I had to deal with a log x, or log 16, and I don't know what the integral of log is. But when we're talking polynomials, and this is a rational function, a ratio of two polynomials, the thing in the denominator is usually the thing that makes the trouble. So a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times, we're going to let u, our substitution, be down here. Can you see why I would do that? You might start to notice a pattern that whatever you let your u equal to, if u is some sort of polynomial, then what is du going to be? Without worrying about the, the signs and the numbers, the constants, du will have a power of what? A power of 1 less. It'll, the degree will be 1 less than the degree of u. So if this is x to the fourth, we better hope we have x cubed in the numerator, don't we? Now, it looks like we do have that in the numerator, but the only problem is we also have a plus 4x here. That can really mess us up. And we have a plus 1 here, which is not quite as bad, but also needs to be considered. So this one is is kind of special. This one, hopefully, is going to work out well for us. A lot of times, things like this are not going to be able to be evaluated, these integrals. But let's try. And the best thing to try is letting u equal the polynomial with the higher power. That's in the denominator also, conveniently. 
and we hope that du is in the numerator with dx. So go ahead, I think you've seen enough of these for you to pause, set u equal to the denominator, find what du is, see if you can figure out a way to represent du in your new integral so that you uh, can integrate more easily than right now. Did you have a chance to do that, letting u equal the denominator x to the fourth plus 4x? If you give yourself a chance to do that, there's a u there, then it's helpful to find du. du is 4x cubed plus 4. Do I have that in the numerator? If at this point you stopped and said, wait a minute, oh, sorry, I'm missing dx again. If at this point you stopped and said, wait a minute, I don't have 4x to the 4x third plus 4 dx. I have x cubed plus 1 dx. If you stopped at that point, look again at what you really have in du. There's a common factor. Can you factor that out? When you do so, can you solve the result? Solve for what you have in the integral and see if what you need is du and then maybe a coefficient that's a constant. If that's the case, then you can continue and evaluate the integral. So factor out your common factor, then see if you can find a way to replace x cubed plus 1dx with something in terms of du, and then come back. Part 2, du equals this. If du is 4 parentheses x cubed plus 1dx, then I can proceed by saying I have the x cubed plus 1dx in the numerator of the original integral. So what I need to do is divide both sides by 4 to solve for what I have and get something in terms of du and a constant. So x cubed plus 1dx, I'm just going to rewrite it so you can see it, equals du over 4. So I replace x cubed plus 1dx with 1 fourth du, and then I have 1 over u left over. So I have 1 fourth 1 over u du. Now when I integrate this, it's you could write this as u to the negative 1, but is that going to help you when you add 1 to the exponent? u to the negative 1 plus 1 is u to the 0, and then you're going to have to divide by 0, and we all know that that's a no-no, right? So. We've got all these rules laid down upon us, and we cannot integrate 1 over u du using the general power rule. But fortunately, we do know that there is a function that we differentiate and get 1 over u du, and that's natural log. So even though it's very difficult to integrate natural log of something, it's very easy to integrate 1 over u. It's natural log absolute value u plus c, and I get replacing u with my original substitution, x to the fourth plus 4x plus c. Now there's another way that you might see the answer. First of all, can I drop the absolute values? With the x to the fourth, I would be able to drop the absolute value, but with 4x to the first power, I can't because, you know, it's possible that this thing could be negative for certain values of x. So I, I can't drop the absolute values here, but I could, if I wanted to, 
sometimes you'll see them write it this way. Natural log, fourth root, x to the fourth, plus 4x, plus c. Where did the fourth root come from? The one-fourth in front of the log. Remember our properties of logs, if I go back to this one over here? The one-fourth of a log means you could write it as log a to the one-fourth power, right? Log a to the one-fourth power, and the one-fourth power is the fourth root of a. And a is x to the fourth plus 4x, or was u. So we have log of the fourth root of something plus c. And the domain of the fourth root is all x that makes positive or zero, right? But that's okay because the domain of this function, natural log absolute value, is also the same. So um, my implied domain is the same either way. So these could be written either way. So don't be thrown by them using properties to rewrite the logs in a different form.